Should we just do the episode? Welcome to Election Profit Makers, everybody. Your guide to winning and losing money on the 2020 elections and related catastrophes and maybe other things in the future. Hmm, we will see. Waiting on some very valuable uh, numbers to come in. My name is David. I'm one of the hosts of Election Profit Makers. Um, I was, I've been here with since the very beginning, working with this team to try to build a better country. And um, it's really been a testament to my vision that the podcast is going. But I can't take all the credit, of course. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, co-creators, co-producers, and buddies. Starly. Hello, Starly. Hi. And also, way down south in Bayou Country, where the Weeping Willows serenade the alligator swamps, North Carolina... The feel-good story of the 2020 election. Whoo! I love thinking about North Carolina right now. My old buddy, John Kimball. Hi, John. Hey, David. Hey, Starly. It's a bright and sunny Thursday morning in the United States of America post-election. Uh, checking in with the election profit makers to see how they're feeling in the aftermath of this historic 2020 uh, general election, one of the major elections of this uh, campaign season. Uh, there's no denying that. No matter how it turns out, as we always say, may the best candidate win. And no matter who wins, we always win here in the United States of America. Checking in with the emotional status of my two friends in Drive Time Radio, Starley Quinn and Long John Silver. How are you guys feeling this morning? How many hours has everyone gotten of sleep since Tuesday? Since Tuesday. It's time for the sleep status check-in. Long John Silver, how is your sleep health? What are those numbers looking like? I finally went to bed last night after midnight. I'd been awake for 40 <laughs> hours straight. Uh, uh, much of that actually was in bed because I kept trying to get in bed and, and, and take a nap, but then I just couldn't put my phone down. Uh, you, so, you didn't sleep at all on, on yeah. Tuesday night? I did not sleep at all on Tuesday night, and I was... <laughs> heading for a second night uh, doing the same thing. And amazingly, I actually felt fine. Now, I don't feel fine now af after sleeping last night. I feel terrible today. I, um, I slept but, three hours on Tuesday yeah. night, three hours last night. What? Guys. But I have to say there's a real like, there's a death. I, I understand what adrenaline means now because um, I'm functioning higher than I should be on that amount of sleep. I was worried about falling asleep, and so I asked John, what do I take to fall asleep? And he recommended, or somebody recommended, melatonin. I said, man, I don't want to go down on some sketchy street corner and ask some, ask some drug dealer for melatonin. It turns out you can buy this stuff at CVS. It's incredible. I've slept like a baby the last two nights. How much are you taking, David? I got six bottles, and I have four <laughs> bottles left. Why? You're really melatonin. Uh, yeah, for people that don't know, I have terrible sleep problems. So I've gone to sleep doctors and they always have, they recommend melatonin, but like a really tiny amount. Apparently the studies show that just like a really small amount works, works best. My, my preferred melatonin brand is Trader Joe's. They didn't have melatonin. Of course, Trader Joe's was the first place I checked, but they didn't have it. So I went I to CVS. I just take a super tiny pill 30 minutes before yeah. I want to fall asleep. Then I start reading my Travis McGee novel on my phone. And then I just get, I don't even have the energy to, to learn what happens next to old Travis on his houseboat out here trying I didn't, to, wait, huh? Mm. Go ahead. His, his, his lead in Nevada has increased to 12,000 votes. 
So for those of you who don't know or don't understand why Starly is watching television while we're recording, <laughs> usually that would be a horrible breach of podcast etiquette. It's because this fucking election isn't over yet, which is kind of great because the one thing about 2020 we can all agree on is it has not been a frustrating and exhausting year. And so it's nice to just keep having the election stress continue to be dragged out no matter what happens. I mean, obviously on Tuesday night, after Florida went to Trump and I realized we would be denied the catharsis of a, a massive healing, righteous blue wave sweeping across America and vanquishing our fascist enemies within. Then it just became a depressing slog. And there were moments of real despair in my house on Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. And now we are stuck in this sort of protracted aftermath of going around and just identifying the bodies and figuring out who fell who fell where and for what cause. And then I guess eventually we'll know who the president is of this cockamamie country. This is my theory. Tuesday night, we all had a psychotic break, and we are now living inside that psychotic break. That's why- I wish you would John never watch any of those goddamn Charlie Kaufman movies. <laughs> I can't, I mean, and this is just going to be what life is now. We learned to live with a pandemic. We're learning to live with nightly unresolved election. This is the new pandemic. I think this is going to be resolved. When? Today or tomorrow. Did uh, you hear about Pennsylvania? If it's not resolved by tomorrow, I want to do over. If, well, that's, wait, just, I mean, that's ridiculous. Elections take weeks and weeks to finally get certified. So we're going to be dealing with the messiness of the election for weeks and maybe some recounts and things like that. But I kind of think we might get a call today or tomorrow from one of the networks. And you think that call will go to Biden? Uh, I think that call will, yes, I think that call will go to Biden. You've got uh, Biden right now sitting at 255 electoral votes. Um, and if Pennsylvania were to be called today, that would put him at 275. And that that doesn't even include Arizona, which some networks have already called. Uh, so I- what? They said today at Pennsylvania, there's already one of the polling places is not going to keep, it's not going to count today. That's they fine. stopped counting. But how can it be called if not every place has been counted? The networks, they make projections all the time, even when all the ballots are not called. So if, if Trump is to take a lead, I mean, if, if Biden were to take a lead in Pennsylvania and then say that there's some county out there that hasn't counted their ballots yet, and the county only has 30,000 ballots outstanding and- Biden is ahead by 100,000, then a network can go ahead and make a call that Biden is the apparent winner just based on that. So, Why do you feel worse today after sleeping than you did before you had slept? Oh, I just physically feel worse. Yeah. Well, just, you know, it's it, not uh, because. It, no, 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 no. I feel, you woke I feel up to great. news that you think is worse. I have felt ever since about 3 a.m. Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning. I think that was the low point. That's when it looked like Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania were all going to be razor thin. And it is looking like they're all going to be sort of razor thin, but they're still going to be decided by tens of thousands of votes. Ever since that low point, every hour I felt better and better and better and better. Really? Every hour you keep feeling better? Yeah. Yeah. That trend line I mean, must look wonderful, John. I don't have that. What? Your trend line of feeling better and better is on an upward slope every hour since 3 a.m. Wednesday morning? Absolutely, yeah. The more yeah. votes that come in, uh, it's 99% over at this point. Definitely last night felt um, 
better than Tuesday night, which was, but that's all relative because Tuesday night was a level of darkness that how do you, it, you can't really dip lower than it. Tuesday, Tuesday night was terrifying. Yeah. That was a ride that we talked about that mm. we said potentially could happen if Florida went uh, red, that we could have a, a long night. Um, and God, I, that's what we, exactly what we wanted to avoid. And then, that, and then it happened. So, so what was crazy about Tuesday night was that it, it was like from the minute it started, you knew how it was going to feel. David and I are in L.A. This started at like 4.30 in the afternoon. I was too drunk and it was too like, early on Tuesday. I will say that. That's the difference yeah. about being on the West Coast for a major election for the first time. Because it was like, oh, yeah. Florida's already in? Okay, let me let me load up this glass of Trader Joe's finest single malt whiskey. And then I was like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. It's like 6 p.m.? Uh-oh. I called John at one point late at night to see how he was doing. And I had that moment <laughs> where I flopped down on the sofa. And then I was like, oh, shit. John, I'm so drunk. It all just hit me right now. And then I started ranting about other shit in my life. <laughs> he had no interest. And he was like, yeah, man. Okay. Uh, I got to go. And he hung up yeah. on me and went back to looking at the at cable news. Woo! I was like, uh, your boy was drinking on Tuesday night. Yeah. yeah. Kid Midas. Let's talk about our feelings here. I'm like, uh, my feelings are that my portfolio is down $5,500 right now, I'm predicted. And I kind of need to get on there and- decide whether I want to I mean, bail or not. Meanwhile, I was like, I was talking to my therapist and he said that one mm. thing that I always do that always causes trouble is that I will, <laughs> this, well, do you think that's true, John? <laughs> I miss you, John. John's like, uh, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> the portfolio stress, though, on top of what was happening on Tuesday, that was, D- David, you don't understand, it was, because like, I didn't expect the stress of the election to come as quickly as it did on Tuesday night and to be as the, the, the sustained bleakness. And then knowing that my, that, that money was on the line, I, it felt like John didn't feel like we had this, we were fighting a battle that people didn't understand was ha- a separate battle. That yeah, welcome to, was, welcome we, to my 2016 <laughs> hell. Now you guys see how David terrible 2016 David still was. doesn't. Starly, well, you yeah. have, Starly, bless you. You have deliciously walked into my trap. I'm going to tell you and our listeners now something that nobody has known over the course of the season, except for John and one other person, which is that I have $5,000 invested in Predicted. I don't believe you. Now, to be clear, this is not my money. 2020, in addition to all the other splendors and delights it has afforded me, has also been a year of razor-thin financial margins for yours truly, because I haven't worked in a year. However, Starly, a listener some three weeks ago reached out to me. This is a listener of ours who has some money to play with. This listener had already maxed out every position they were interested in on Predicted. They had invested more than $35,000 in Predicted. This listener (laughs) reached out to me and asked if I would be amenable to a relationship such that this person would be a silent partner in my predicament investments. This listener had talked about loaning me $15,000 to place on Predictit, and then we would split the winnings. We deci- I decided that's too much. I've, I don't think I've ever had $15,000 in my bank account. I think my bank would have a nervous breakdown if $15,000 showed up. So this listener 
transferred me $5,000, which I then, in consultation with said investor, placed in various markets unpredicted, including in an act of extreme hubris and overconfidence, which has bitten me in the ass, I invested $1,000 in Joe Biden winning Texas. <laughs> Nailed it. What? So really? I do know, Starly. Really? I do know in some refracted way the the added pleasures and terrors of having real money at stake on the election night. And as of right now, mm-hmm. my portfolio mm-hmm. is up a grand total of $127 with $5,000 at play. But it's not. So you, but you didn't look. You didn't lose five thousand dollars. No, no, I haven't, I haven't isn't, lost. Isn't that sad that we've come to the point now where, like, oh, we did not lose all of our money. That's I all. Know, right? I, it's all like it's all I care about now. I don't. I want. I want. I want out. I want. Wait, out. no, Starly, I, no. Mm-hmm. We no, no, came I back want, for revenge. We want our money back. My money back is. Um, I got my money back. I lost my money on Tuesday, and then I got it back. I, <laughs> it's, it's happened. Right. Why didn't I know about the secret investment? Is this a secret band thing? And were you talking to this listener all night? Did you spend election night talking to this listener? Yeah. Yes, Starly. We were cuddled up together on the couch watching it and passing each other tea. Are you jealous? No, I haven't (laughs) spoken to this investor. This investor said, here's what we're going to do. Can I just say for the record that, Starly, I knew about this. I know. Because David asked me if this is a good idea. And I said, oh, it's a wonderful idea. You should definitely do it. Uh, I would have said no. Starly looks so disturbed right now. I, that's all I know about it. Uh, After that, I was like, I don't want to hear anymore because you're definitely, this is breaking the law and probably all the terms of service. So predict it and everything, but go get paid. So, um, did he just trust David to make the choices? Were you in charge of all the choices? No, 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 no. We had a call. We got on the phone. One call? We had multiple calls because I don't know how specific I should get into this. You can only transfer via Zelle $2,000 at a time. So I had three tranches. I had three tranches of money that were sent to me. And after the arrival of each chunk of money, and after I uploaded it into my predicted account, I would call this investor and this investor and I would then say, okay, where are we going to put this $1,000? Okay, where are we going to put this $2,000? And this investor and I over the phone would place the bets in real time. And then this investor said, okay, now we're just going to let it sit. We're done. Don't go crazy. We're just going to park it here until after the election. So I'm in Nevada, Texas, Minnesota, New Hampshire, Michigan, then a proxy bet for Biden winning, which is will the South Carolina Democratic primary winner be elected president? And then the rest of my portfolio are just my little bets about (laughs) will Trump resign in the first term investment? $6.50. Thank you, sir. So you're going to make money. You'll make money when it resolves. You still don't know what it feels like to lose, have your own money on the line. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't it's not thousands of dollars of my own money. And this and this listener apparently doesn't really if you if they lose five thousand dollars, it sounds like it's not it's not the same as me losing five thousand dollars or John losing five thousand dollars. If he was ready to like wire you fifteen thousand dollars. And how so you you just didn't do anything and then and you still have money? It's passive income. I should make a late night infomercial about but even it. On Tuesday, it's free that is money. Why I recommend that you do it. I was yeah. like, David, you got nothing to lose here. No, I don't mean that. Not that part. I'm saying that that you didn't have to do anything on Tuesday night and you still didn't lose the money. 
The problem is the doing stuff on Tuesday night actually is what. But made, you shouldn't be doing stuff on Tuesday night, is what I'm saying. The reason you guys are the reason you guys but are going wanted, so crazy. It's I, I agree. No. You are playing with real money that is your wait, money. Wait that a minute. You, we did not have the option to do anything on Tuesday. Oh, night, that's right. Because predicted was running. <laughs> predict well, was, there were a few. <laughs> predicted totally yeah, crashed predict on election down. night. If you weren't paying attention, predicted. We got to say. Mean, <laughs> weeks and months ago i mentioned be 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 yeah. ready guys to have your 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 ducks in a row because this could happen but even i didn't believe that it was going to happen again and not like this it happened at seven o'clock it was down just yeah. immediately and then it didn't come back up until 3 a.m or so but when it did it was down that long what a disaster yeah oh yeah but oh yeah. luckily we were, we were awake <laughs> we had to wait until predict it came back on legendary Legendary predicted. Yeah. You you say weeks and months ago you predicted. You actually, it, that was like last episode you predicted that. It just oh. feels like weeks and months ago. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah. Uh, when it said yeah. it was down for technical difficulties on Tuesday night, what was that? There was a point when there was some months you could get on and it was all frozen and I felt that was probably people making trades, but then it just didn't, it was just, it just wouldn't load. It It seemed like it was like, Routine cleaning was happening. Well, Predicted has issued an, an, a, a statement that says that they apologize, uh, mm -hmm. that their site was overrun with bots and scrapers, um, and that oh. that's why it went down, and not the yeah, tens of thousands of traders that were on the site. Do you believe them blaming about the bots, John, or is that a deflection of responsibility? I'm sure there were more bots and scrapers than normal, uh, but that is not what brought the site down. What's a scraper? I don't know. Just people just scraping data from, from the site. Okay. Uh, it's hard for me to believe that that's what happened. So um, what do you think? they? Do you think they wanted it to go down so that people couldn't take their money out? No. I just think um, they were incompetent. I, I did some panic selling on Tuesday because I couldn't, I wanted out. I just wanted, I, it wasn't even about, well, I did think Trump was going to win on Tuesday. Very, I very much thought he was going to win on Tuesday. Um, I didn't stop thinking that until like five in the morning, LA time when Wisconsin returns came in, I was awake for it. Very feeling very codependent with Steve Kornacki at the moment. Uh, he is the best of the map people. I don't care what anyone says. Um, but I, I just need, I, I, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't, as it stands right now, I have the same amount of money that I put in to predict it. I will probably not make a dollar more, God but I just it. wanted it to end. After I all your have, electoral college was, margin of victory shenanigans. It's because the bigger ones were eliminated immediately. Yeah. And so that was, that was, there was a lot of money in that. So I had to then on Tuesday night spent, oh, I sold my Trump Biden. I just sold the presidential market outright because I couldn't, couldn't, I didn't want, I didn't want it. And then, but the electoral college, I had lost money because of those bigger brackets. So then I had to um, like sell high and then buy lower shares. I somehow worked my way back in the electoral college market. So I got my money to the same point it was. Before I lost it. No, Starley's on it. Yesterday, yesterday, Starley was talking about the various margin of victory, and I could just tell that she was sitting there refreshing 270 to win. She was like, "Yeah, I don't think the second bracket works. None of the combos work. I think it's going to be the 60 to 99 dim bracket." And I'm like, "Starley, you're on it." I said, "I bought some earlier at eight cents," and she said, "No, you didn't. It hasn't been that low all day." And I looked, and I was like, "You know what? 
You're right. You're right. I, I got some at 15 cents. Um, and it was, it, I think it was trading last night at 50 cents. So 58 I, cents. It was like at 58 at some point last night. I wish I had, when, when that, when it was in that 16 cent zone, that was earlier I in was the day. I was loading up. I was loading I didn't up. Load up then. I bought some then, but then I was like chip all day long taking little morsels. And then it got, now it's like hard to get it. The lowest you can get it is like thir- in the 30s. I haven't even looked at it today. So John, how's your portfolio looking right now? And how do you expect all your positions to resolve? My portfolio looks great. Not as great as um, uh, you know. I was hoping. There was a time where, like I said, I was down more than $5,200 on election night. At one point, I was down 2000 and I thought, should I just sell out of this position? I, I thought- I think Biden has this, but I, I'm thinking he's maybe like 70, 65% has this. It might be smart to just completely bail and lose a few thousand to protect myself from losing most of it. And I decided to go for it and and hang on. Unbelievable. I, I, I don't know. It, I mean, it turns out that was, that was the right move, but it, I don't know if that was smart. That might have been pretty stupid because most of the, the traders that I – you know, follow on online said they they panic sold or sold for just break breaking even. Uh, but when it's all over, I think I'm going to be up about five thousand dollars. So I'll take that. Yeah, that's a good. Re- that's much better than 2016. It's a good return on investment. It's more than you would have made in an index fund or anything. So yeah, no, it's going to be a good good return. Even the term. Panic. I'm only saying panic buying because you were you said it yesterday in text. I don't consider it panic. I mean, panic selling because it really looked bad on Tuesday. To me, it felt like it, it was seemed very. It seemed like Trump was going to win. Or I know they were saying the blue surge, the red. I mean, or what is, what's the new? Not the surge. The what? Is, red what's mirage, the term they, blue shift. The, the, yeah. the mirage, the red mirage, the blue mirage. But it felt too likely. To it did that he was going to win. That I I couldn't just sit there and be like, oh, I guess I'm just going to be out twenty five hundred dollars. Like it just it that felt irresponsible. No, Starly, you you did the right thing. You did the responsible yeah. thing. I did uh, probably the irresponsible thing, and I wouldn't necessarily recommend people. To, I should have probably sold half my position to be safe. Um, I just wish it wasn't called panic selling because I I feel like there should be a happy medium where you. I'm glad that you're going to be up but I don't want to feel like a chump for having. You're not tried. a chump. Yeah. Look, you got to be everyone on here, even the all of the ex, everybody makes these type of emotional trades all the time. So panic selling is not something bad. It's something that everyone does. But it didn't, it wasn't, but it wasn't only emotional. I mean, it was, it was definitely, I was very stressed, but it also, se- he seemed like he was going to win. It, it seemed incredibly likely, and he, we still don't have a resolution. We don't know who the president is. There are razor-thin margins. So to me, it felt like it's not – that's what I, I'm objecting to, the emotional label. Of- well, I, I, I think by, by Wednesday morning, I was extremely confident. Uh, but that was not Tuesday night. I'm talking about Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. I think it, a different, it, Tuesday a different night lifetime. at 3 a.m., I was a little – I was pretty nervous. But in the end, okay, I'm going to say that this is not 
this this is not uh, the result that we wanted. I think we all wanted Biden to win by 15 points and to carry everything and carry Texas and all that. Um, yeah, that and pick up the predict- Senate and gain more and House seats. The- like, come on, and, Democrats. Absolutely. And I but, and but for the country the, to not the end, be exactly divided in half, where we're now waiting can I just for say, returns. Can I just say, I just want to say, can I just say one thing? Mm-hmm. I just want to say, we knew whether Biden ended up winning by eight points or four points, that pretty much half the country was going to vote for this guy. So we kind of knew that it was going to it was going to suck either way. And it turns out that Biden's going to win by four or five points, which is not the eight or ten that we wanted. But he's pretty much going to carry all of the states that he was projected to carry. The big one that was a surprise was the margin in Florida. That was that was a surprise. But I predicted that uh, Biden would carry North Carolina and Georgia and that it would be to the left of Florida, which it was. And then Florida was the one that I was the iffiest on. I thought that Biden could pull that out. And and Biden got crushed in Florida. The polling was completely wrong in Florida. But as of right now, the only state that I'm for sure wrong on is Florida, because North Carolina and Georgia are still undecided. No, but I know, but this is this is not... This is not the prediction of any of us. Like, everybody's saying, the polls, we're never talking about polls again. Like, poll workers are done. Everyone, like, we've, it's, it's the, it is such a fool me a millionth kind of scenario. We thought, based on those polls, that it was going to be a much easier ride. We did not think necessarily that it was going to come down to these kind of margins. Like this is, how do they divide so neatly in half? Do the people, do the Republicans and Democrats walk into the polling place and just get on each side of the room? Like this is crazy that it's exactly half now every time. And we thought it was going to, you thought you were hopeful it was going to, then we were going to know the results earlier than we did. Right. We thought Susan Collins was going to lose. We, we thought we that were going to be feeling different. And also, I will I want to say Biden hasn't won yet. Biden hasn't won. We don't this we don't know if he's won by four points. We don't know anything yet. Even Arizona isn't a sure thing now. People were sending me texts being like, now we just need Nevada. And I, and all last night, I don't know if it's like trying to like work up the drama, but now I'm not all night. I'm spending wondering if we have Arizona or not. Like this is. This is a nightmare. If you go to realclearpolitics.com and look at the Susan Collins, Sarah Gideon. Which I wouldn't recommend you ever do, but go ahead. But in terms of polling, there is no poll here that shows Susan Collins winning. No. None. It's all Gideon no. plus six. Gideon plus. The, the polling The polling in the Senate races was particularly bad. Um, I don't, maybe there's shy Susan Collins voters. Uh, no, it said they literally, I didn't realize that the thing about the calling people on the landlines was a real thing. I thought when people were saying that, that it was just people making a joke because surely that's not how polls are done, that you just call people on the phone. Like this is, it's, what are we doing? Like we can't well, it's ever. Not how, it's not how it's done. It's, I mean, they're, they call landlines and they call, they call a combo of, of random access dialing. And then but some of it's text. online. But they don't text. They don't. They make it. Some do a combination of texting, but clearly polling is broken and and got some things wrong in those in those states. And really, but they they nailed it in North Carolina. They nailed it in Georgia. Um, Boy, did they miss in Michigan. And uh, but they nailed it in Minnesota. I mean, it's just weird. It's so weird. 
it's uh, it's all over the place. To me, it doesn't seem weird. To me, it seems like, of course, polling doesn't work. And I was, of course, it doesn't. It felt it felt weirder when it when when there was like this magical formula that predicted what was going to happen. And now I just feel like at least a silver lining is that we don't never have to listen to polls again because it's they're they're taking years off our our life. Well, that's fine with me. I don't necessarily need to listen to polls anymore. But I think going into the night, we had three ways this could go. And, and and a fourth way, which was Trump squeezing it out by the skin of his teeth again, and there was a very very small chance of that, and 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 we all emotionally certainly uh, looked looked like that might even happen. Uh, but it looked Biden was either going to win with 400 electoral votes, he was going to win somewhere in the middle, which is where I, what I predicted, or he was going to win a little, uh, you know, a little bit closer. Um, and it, it's looking like it's somewhere between Biden winning by the skin of his teeth and and more like an Obama 2008-2012 type of uh, victory. Was Obama was were they was it as close in every in the states for Obama? No, it wasn't as as close for Obama, but I think Biden will win by more in the popular vote than Obama did in in 2012. Certainly a comparable number. He's already won the most that any president's ever won, but when they say and he's that gonna I'm win, like, he's going to win by 7 million. Too? Aren't there more people? Like they were like last night comparing it to JFK and I'm like, yeah, there were like 12 yeah. people in the world when JFK was president. Yeah, that doesn't, yeah, I don't, I don't, there's nothing special about him winning the most votes of all time. They but, sure like to say it a lot because they know, they know they biffed so much, so many other things. So they have to keep bringing up that. I think they biffed the Senate, but I think, I think Biden, this is a, a healthy win in the electoral college and in the, in the popular vote. I mean, he's, he's, he's. The term health, the word healthy being applied to what's happening right now. <laughs> you, I feel like I'm watching, I feel like I'm watching MSNBC listening to you talk, John. Like, this is what I've been hearing I mean, for two what days. did you guys think? Did you guys really think this country was going to, <laughs> was going to go out and that Biden was going to win by 20 points and carry 40 states? This country is screwed up. <laughs> I mean, the best we were going to get was Biden winning by eight points. Oh. I, I, I certainly, I for one certainly thought we were going to get a little bit more of a display that people didn't want this. This is, they really want it. Yeah, they want this, it. This is not, a, this is not a, this is not like a, they, they really tried. They tried their hardest. They're trying their hardest to keep this. Yeah. People love Trump. People love Trump. I went to bed on Tuesday night falling asleep in the warm embrace of my melatonin, and the last things I heard were police sirens in the distance, always a great sign on election night and any other night, and then a guy going down the street in my car yelling through a bullhorn, Trump 2020, Trump forever, Trump 2020, Trump forever. I was like, oh, God bless America. I know it's a cliche, but God bless this. (laughs) God bless this enlightened country. So yeah, they love him. People love fucking Donald Trump. I th- I want us to win. I need us to win. I kind of think the other side deserves it more. I think they're better. They're definitely <laughs> they're better at this. They're hungrier. The, the the strategy of the Supreme Court, the confirming her nine days before this is happening. Like I, they just put their pieces in play, and they have a guy. No matter what he does, the people accept him. Like, I will say this we, about hunger, though, Starley. Yeah. If it was as hard for rural white Americans to vote for Republicans as they have made mm-hmm. it for like black urban voters to vote for Democrats, that's really the test of how hungry they I'm are. I'm not talking about the voters. I'm talking about the, the, the politicians. The, the people Republican, at the top. The Republican right. Party are better than we are. Oh, Pelosi's got to go. Pelosi has 
got to go. The helicopter ride is over. Remember when I was talking about how everybody can get on this helicopter and we're going to fly across the finish line? Nancy Pelosi, come on board. Everybody get on board. Nancy Pelosi, you're off this fucking helicopter. Come on. We need new leadership at the top of this party. Going in, we don't have the Senate yet. There's going to maybe maybe there's going to be an this is insane. Maybe there's going to be two Senate runoff races in Georgia in January. Oh my God, the money that is going to be it's in yeah. So Nancy Pelosi has got to go, and we need somebody who, especially right now, because you'll have a friendly president, you'll have a Democratic president, you need somebody who's young and charismatic. Hopefully. And, you know, can inspire new people, because I don't know, man. Maybe it doesn't have to do with Nancy Pelosi, actually, but I've just been wanting to say that for a long time. Oh, I'm so glad to get all the deadbeats off this helicopter of, of fellowship. We're stripping down this helicopter flying into the new administration. I'm watching the Nevada count coming in right now live on Twitter. It's looking good. How good? Douglas and Nye counties still have a few thousand votes out there to report. That's going to reduce Biden's lead by a few hundred, maybe a few thousand. Uh, he's surging. Biden is surging on predicted uh, in Nevada. I don't know. I I, I mean I I don't. I mean he has he has to win. I really. He's won. He's won. We don't say that. You can't say that. I'm saying that. But he hasn't yet. It, yeah, it hasn't been officially called. But it's going to be called in a, in a matter of hours. We are on Zoom right now watching John look at his phone and his face is completely inscrutable. I mean, I guess it's possible that, that Trump, who is behind in, in Arizona and Nevada, comes back and wins Arizona and Nevada and then wins Pennsylvania and Georgia and North Carolina. I guess it's possible. And I think there's like a 3% chance of that happening. So yeah, it's possible. My entire body is tense right now. Like I can't, there's no, I don't, there's no point in saying he won until you can also breathe when you say it. The, the trauma is too great. Although I do, I feel, you David, you haven't watched anything, right? Like I do feel, it's interesting what helps, what helps and doesn't help. Tuesday night, I had to turn it off, but but last night, like I now, I feel that I can't. I I I I need to know every second. I haven't watched any cable news. I know myself well enough to know that that wouldn't yeah. help. The only cable yeah, news I watched was Heart to Heart was on commercial break last night on the channel I was watching, so I flipped to MSNBC for like twenty seconds. I just was just talking about Heart to Heart. I feel like I summoned Heart to Heart. That's why it was on. Heart to Heart is on every night on FETV, Family Entertainment Television, 323 in the Los Angeles market. You got Heart to Heart at 9, Barney Miller from 10 to 11, and then you got Maude, 11 to 12, or maybe, no, it's Barney Miller, I think, is from 9 to 10, and Maude is from 10 to 11. And then um, and then One Day at a Time, OG One Day at a Time. I didn't realize you were watching on TV. I thought you were like Netflixing Maude. No, I'm watching it on TV. I watch commercials now. The North Carolina State Board of Elections has just come out and said that North Carolina, there are 41,000 provisional ballots outstanding. So that's that's good news because those tend to, to lean towards Democrats. Um, sorry, continue with your TV. You really think he could get North Carolina? I, I, I don't think it's likely, but I'd give him a 20% chance or so. Let's take a um, moment, speaking of North Carolina, yeah, yeah. to celebrate- yeah. A great American, a hero to us all, a man of impeccable character and judgment, and just a real winner. I'm speaking, of Mm -hmm. course, of Democratic North Carolina Senate challenger Cal Cunningham, who, in spite of some very encouraging polls that I had been reading for months and months, 
managed to lose his Senate race against Tom Tillis, a senator and Trump bootlicker who literally had fucking COVID because of his bootlicking. He got COVID off the bottom of Trump's shoe. And Cal Cunningham managed to lose that Senate race. And that's one of the few reasons that the Democrats will not control the Senate in the new administration. Cal Cunningham, I just want to say to you, I just hope that hugging and kissing <laughs> that, and snuggling that you did with that woman. Oh, I hope it was worth it, Cal Cunningham. I hope those kisses were sweeter than wine. I hope those gentle caresses were as refreshing and sweet as a scuppernong grape. And I hope those cuddles and those hugs were so warm and will comfort you as you spend the rest of your life as a, in, the, in the dipshit pariah Hall of Fame, Cal Cunningham. You fucking dick-stepping motherfucker. Everyone in North Carolina for the rest of their lives needs to walk around with a little pouch, a little fanny pack with rotten eggs in it on the off chance that you see Cal Cunningham poke his head out of his fucking hidey hole. Cal Cunningham needs to smell like rotten eggs for the rest of his life. And his wife needs to say, Cal Cunningham, it's time for you to bounce. I, I can go into the depths of despond when I think about how many millions of people are okay with Trump being president. And I can go into the depths of despond when I think about how the Democratic Party fucked up Latino outreach in Florida and thought they didn't need it. And I can go into the depths of despond about the permanent class of consultants who probably got rich off of Amy McGrath's campaign setting money on fire with Mitch McConnell. But nothing makes me more frustrated than Cal Cunningham having a PG-13 related affair after he had won the Democratic primary race. And the fact that the Democratic Senate campaign committee thought he was the safe choice and put all their resources into bland, boring military Cal Cunningham instead of black woman leftist Erica Smith. And what and what did and what did the safe choice get you? What did the safe choice get you there, establishment people? You got a guy who couldn't keep his hands off another woman and, and got busted for texting about it after he had won the primary. And unlike John Edwards, he couldn't even keep it a secret. He was too stupid to keep it a secret. Cal Cunningham, it gives me no pleasure to say this. And believe me, I prayed long and hard about whether to announce this on our podcast. But Cal Cunningham, you suck, bro. You just plain old <laughs> suck. Okay? <laughs> Be gone, Cal Cunningham, and let everyone yeah. learn a lesson that these so-called safe white guys who aren't going to scare anybody because they're so safe, they might not be able to keep their dick in their pants. And maybe that didn't mean that people voted for Tom Tillis, but it might have made them less excited to vote for Cal Cunningham. It just might have. When you're in a country like this or you're in a race like this where everything is so fucking tight, your pants need to be tight, too. There's no room for error. You need to fucking zip up that zipper and cinch up that belt like you're trying to cut off the, the flow of blood to the lower your lower extremities, man. There's no room for error. There's no room for hugging and kissing and cuddling and whatnot. God damn. And I lost money on you. Ugh. You had money on Cal Cunningham? I didn't have the real money on Cal Cunningham, but I've had my own personal money on Cal Cunningham since since the primary. I think as soon as that no, market I, ba up I bailed on that idiot the second this story came out. I knew he was in trouble then. I would I would like Cal Cunningham to teach the poll pollers how to text. That <laughs> would be a good use. That would be a good penance Ugh. if he had to become if he had to dedicate his life to polling. And, learn, and taught everyone how to text. That's his punishment. Sure would like to wake up to some new numbers and analyze them today. Oh, baby, you're historically, these, this data is historically quantitative. 
Fuck you, Cal Cunningham, you dork. Oh, my God. That's the most frustrating one for me. I mean, obviously, Sarah Gideon is more of a heartbreak because it's like, come on, guys. But Cal Cunningham is the one that's just like, are we children? Or are we grownups? It was grownup time this whole time, Cal Cunningham. It was supposed to be grownup time the whole time. But even the ones who weren't Cal Cunningham, who weren't the safe choice, they lost too, right? Like, it's just Jamie Harrison lost. lost. Yeah, he's not a safe choice. He's good. It was South Carolina, though. I mean, right. all of these places were in red states, so. I know, but I'm saying, like, it's just safe, not safe. Everyone lost. It can't just be about blaming Pelosi. And it can't, I don't know, I don't even know who, I, I it's like, I want to blame everyone. You can blame everyone. Blame everyone. No, I know, I know. I, I just, I just feel at a loss. I feel at a loss. Of how to proceed. This is what my friend texted me about the election. He said, "We our fantasy mm-hmm. was we were going to wake up in a new world. But no, we woke up in the same world. It's just the same shitty world that it's been for the past four years. It's the same shitty world that it's been ever since March when COVID hit and nothing, nobody did shit to stop it at the federal level. It's a, uh, it's, it's kind of a crappy country in a lot of ways, you know, like it's, it's, it's turn. It's kind of a bit of a shithole right now. I have to say, it's not you know? even. It's not the same world. It's a, it's getting dumber every day. But on the other hand, look at Georgia. I mean, look at what's... I think it's always been this dumb. Wait, what? No, no, no. It hasn't. There's no way if you look at those people protesting the votes out, like the the people chanting stop the vote counting, even though it would help their own candidate. Do you remember 2000? These idiots were doing the same thing. And now some of them are sitting on the Supreme Court. So In 2000, they were chanting to help their candidate. Last night- Starley's mad that they're even. so fucking dumb. They're, they're working at cross purposes to their goal. Touche. Starley's yeah. not mad yeah. at the malice or the disingenuous. She's just like, you fucking idiots want him to stop counting. Yeah. That ensures Biden no, no. is okay, going to win. I agree with that. They are yeah. getting dumber. Right. That's yeah, I said dumber. <laughs> right. yeah, I yeah. said dumber. Okay. It's a problem because the dumber they become, the the more that they're able to be manipulated to do. Here's what's confusing. A lot of times people use dumb as a euphemism for like evil or or small minded mm, right. or parochial or hateful. Starley's like, no, just dumb. Just like dumb. <laughs> All right. Can I jump in for a second? I just want to say that, uh, you know, the numbers are coming in. Steve Kornacki over here. In, in in Nevada, the numbers are coming in. And when I press this button over here, uh, it Going shows to that Nevada is probably going to get, yeah. Uh, we're, we're looking at uh, flying over Washoe County right now. Uh, and we have a number of provisionals that are uh, backed up. But we think that these provisionals are uh, eventually going to come in for Biden and uh, that that should get uh, the uh, vote tally flowing in the Democrats' favor. Uh, over in Clark County, it's a definitely a swingy type area. But uh, again, uh, if, if Trump were to pick up some more votes in there, it's probably not going to be enough to get things moving for him. I think that uh, barring anything spectacular, Nevada is going to be called for Biden today. And uh, if Fox is to make that call... Uh, then that would put him over the top. And okay, I'm jumping out of helicopter, Tony, for a second. Fox were to make that call? Uh, see, the thing is, Fox and AP have have called Arizona already. The other networks haven't. Uh, w- it's it's unclear whether that was a irresponsible call or not, but it is a call that they have made. So if Fox or AP were to make the call that Nevada has gone for Biden, that puts him over the top. It doesn't matter what happens in Pennsylvania or North Carolina or Georgia, that would put him over the top. And wouldn't that be amazing if it's Fox 
that closes the door on Trump's presidency. And I kind of almost think that might be the way it has to happen, you know? But they were mad at Fox last night. The dummies were were chanting Fox News sucks. So yeah, even they that, are mad. Because, yeah, yeah, they're mad because because Fox is is acting r- responsible in a, in a certain way. But even if it, it but even if that is the way it has to happen, it doesn't matter. Like they will turn on anything that is Fox has now activated them enough so that they're their own well, sentient. I, I don't think OANN has a decision desk, so I don't think they can make the call. <laughs> I don't think uh, Breitbart can make the call. So they're going to have to accept Fox uh, as, as as a legitimate uh, right wing outlet do, do, to make do the I, call. Do I, I have to accept Fox though? Because it makes me nervous. Not not Fox as a entity, but it does make me nervous when the other ones don't call it, just because of. It's that's it's very stressful. At this point, he's Biden's going to win Pennsylvania. I don't know if he's going to win Arizona, but if he wins Pennsylvania oh and he wins Nevada, then it's over. So, but er, yesterday Arizona was the thing that was the done deal, and we didn't know about Pennsylvania. Now it's he he's going to win Pennsylvania, but maybe not Arizona. So I shouldn't listen to Fox. I think he's going to win them all. I think he's going to win them all, but but uh, but North Carolina. This will be the first time that I don't listen to Fox because I really like listening to them normally. <laughs> it's hard on me. I'm not being a, tr- a trusted news source. The in two these, big in secrets time. coming out in this episode for those <laughs> of you who haven't been paying close attention is I had a secret silent partner and had more than five thousand dollars invested and predicted, and that Starley listens to Sean Hannity every night and loves <laughs> and wants to kiss and cuddle with Sean Hannity and loves Sean Hannity and Sean Hannity knows karate and t- and um Krag. Kragma or whatever it's called, and Starley's becoming a <laughs> brawling street fighter using Sean Hannity's martial arts techniques. Didn't you? T- didn't now you, that I'm off predicted, yeah. I have to do something. Yep, yep. David, didn't you go back and forth with Sean Hannity on Twitter once about his his fighting about his techniques? Mar- yeah, I said, "Do you know karate?" And he texted back and was something like, "I don't do karate, but I do blah blah Thai kickboxing, blah blah blah." We <laughs> did back. That was a moment of triumph for me. Uh, uh. I wish I could share Helicopter Tony's optimism about what's going to happen. And I guess the numbers part of me believes my friend John when he says Biden has won this election. But boy, when we get back to that old dichotomy as to whether predicted as an investment strategy or a wishing well, I have to say the wishing well is dried up for Kid Midas when it comes to the 2020 election. I'm glad Trump didn't win. But man, a lot of disappointment, a lot of disappointment from where I sit. Even if Biden pulls off Arizona and Pennsylvania and, and cinches this, maybe even gets Georgia, Nevada, Nevada, Nevada. Is it Nevada or mm. Nevada? Careful, Nev- David, Come on, David. Careful. Okay. There's a lot on the line right now. Um, what I wanted to say was Trump's presidency is not yet over. We have months left, and those months are going to be so wild, shitty, S- and dark. So and wild. This is going to be a rough winter because. Oh, and by the way, COVID is like. Worse than ever, I think, basically. 100,000 cases in one day. So, yeah. Yeah. But we knew this. We knew this. We knew this. We knew that even if Biden won, we were still screwed. So, we're okay. We're okay. We no, are we're okay. Not. John, we're not. We thought there was going to be a little bit more of a cushion of of hope. Like, it's you, you thought we were going to get this. Yes, you did. You thought we were going to get the Senate. Yeah, I thought I have we were going to get the, I hoped we I would get the tape. Senate, but I didn't I didn't have money on the Senate. It was still 25% chance. No, but not money, that, but but in terms of we're okay, we're a little less okay than we thought we were going to be and we didn't think we were going to be okay. We have to reevaluate some things. That's 
That's the way forward. We potentially had Donald Trump being reelected. Can you it's imagine? Can you imagine it's what would have happened if Donald Trump oh was reelected? It's not over. We would be doomed. You want you realize how many people would die? How many more people if Donald Trump was reelected? And he wasn't. That's a that's extreme relief to me. That's it. Really is. This is is God. I'm so. I mean, I really am counting my blessings. That Donald I'm waiting. Trump I'm not. I'm not. I'm, not I, I'm just. Re-elected. I'm just. I'm just holding the relief until he actually wins. Like it's not. It's not that I'm not relieved, and that I won't be relieved. I can't. I can't be relieved yet. There's no. Save it. Let it build up. Let it build yeah. up inside yeah, you. That's it's fine. That, yeah, that, that's that, fine. That I watch the like discussions on TV about them talking about like what if he had won Trump, and I'm like, it, it's happened. You guys are also going to the map and showing me things. I. I I, I just I can't even go there until it actually is done. Uh, and I, as far as predict it as a coping strategy, I think that also proved to not be the case. It definitely added to my. Oh, it didn't anxiety. lower your anxiety levels to put financial <laughs> uh, investments into all these uh, world historical things that <laughs> could cause needless death and suffering among hundreds of thousands of innocent people. <laughs> it did. It was vis- it was a visceral reminder of the stakes. I will say that. Mm-hmm. And the only language Starley Quinn understands anymore. <laughs> money, precious money. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. To be continued. I think it's safe to say yes. I think it's safe to say you have not heard the last of, of the election profit makers. We hope but you-, you haven't even heard. You haven't heard the last of the election profit makers on the election results. Yeah, this thing might. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The election itself is still ongoing. Yeah, that's true. Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash election profit makers. I don't want any election prediction questions this week. I'm not giving our email address contact at electionprofitmakers.com. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can subscribe to the show so you get the show's episodes as quickly as possible. You know, I had long fantasized that this election, this post-election episode would be a complete reversal of our 2016 sob fest and that we could go out on a high note or at least continue on a high note. I feel obviously some ambivalence, but I think I would just say on behalf of myself, Kid Midas, the original Wave Rider, and Starley and John, that we hope you guys are keeping your, keeping the, you know, keeping the tops of your heads securely attached and that you are feeling cautiously optimistic about the future of our country and are staying healthy and drinking plenty of fluids. We are not out of the woods yet, um, but we are in the woods together. And um, wear your mask. Yeah, and wear your mask in the woods. But it's important to, I'd rather be in the woods with other people than in the woods alone. I'll just say that. And on a final note, God help us all. Good God almighty, this country. And we'll be back once Biden has won. We will, you have not heard the last of these election profit makers. Our voice will ring through these valleys. Oh, and God damn it, we still have more fucking Ugh. bands to read because I misfiled some bands. <laughs> we're not doing no. it now, but the, <laughs> we're not doing it now. But there's more bands to come. Thanks again to everybody who donated to the band wars. Because uh, those voting rights orgs might need those lawyers yeah. to be paid. And that's thanks to you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. We love you. Bye. Okay, bye. God bless us, everyone. Tiny Tim, Charles Dickens. Check it out. Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol.